0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things super show. Top story this week, FreeCon 3. September 17th, Game King Fall River, Massachusetts, we had another created competitor tournament and a number of featured matches. Let's talk about the tournament first. There ended up being 38 players in the tournament. They had six Swiss rounds and then they cut to a top 16 single elimination. This tournament was a modified play pure tournament. Play pure normally means no entrance cards, no spectacles, and no skill requirement cards. They did allow skill requirements here, that's why it was modified. Otherwise, they held to all the other rules of play pure. As such, there were no other stipulations in this tournament besides their modified play pure format. This, from what I understand, is a free tournament, no entrance fee. The top four in this tournament end up being your two semifinalists, Void making his return playing as Candice LeRae, and the Cheetah who took Snake Pit into the top four without a single loss, undefeated on the day until the semifinals. The finalists were Candyman who defeated Void to make the finals playing as herself, and Jokerfish who defeated Cheetah. Ending his undefeated streak to make the finals as Combat Chris. This ends up being a very short match, just a few turns and at crowd meter zero. The winner, I believe, rolling a nine. Candy Mam, Candy Mam wins with her own competitor FreeCon Three. As a result, I believe she announced that the competitor she is going to make is Emo Candy. I don't know. Any more than that, and that is not hard and fast. That is subject to change. But that is the announcement I saw her make. Emo Candy is the competitor she is going to create. Besides that, there were three featured matches. The first of the featured matches actually took place before the tournament started. The LFF United States Championship was on the line. The champion, Swaggy D, who plays as himself as champion, took on the Screaming Danchi, who used chamomile tea. In only two turns, Screaming Danchi winning the first turn, playing a lead and a follow-up, and then the second turn, playing his finish, is able to, I believe, roll a 10. Swaggy D cannot break out. The Screaming Danchi is the new LFF United States champion. Congratulations to him on his victory. The next featured match at FreeCon 3 was a match for the LFF Tri State Championship. The current champion, Press 1P, the player of the era, playing as the newest version of the Alien Invader, took on challenger Candyman Dan, playing as Candyman. Unfortunately, unlike in the main tournament, Candyman is not victorious at Crowdmeter 2, Press 1P wins. He remains the LFF Tri State Champion. However, after the tournament is done, because this match took place before the finals, after the tournament is done, Press 1P is forced to defend the championship again. This time, he has to take on Wrench Monkey playing as Wrench Monkey. Once again, the Tri State Championship is on the line, and I did not mention this earlier, but I'll mention this here. As always, the LFF tri-state is defended using the New York rules stipulation. As far as I know, that stipulation is still no disqualifications, no count-outs. The match starts at crowd meter one. This match went a lot further, went all the way to crowd meter four. There were many twists and turns. We saw John Press 1P use a bootlegger as a stop to potentially win the match. He did not. On that bootlegger, he only rolled a seven, and wrenchmaker get kicked out. But at crowd meter four, the winner, still champion, John Press 1P. Congratulations to him for winning the LFF Tri-State Championship for having another successful defense as champion. That was all of the big featured matches. I will mention this: there was also a raffle for a creative competitor simon davner from what i understand won that raffle as a result of winning he gave the prize to the void so the void could make fast hands cam a competitor in super show the game fast hands cam was a super show player local in the new england area in part freecon 3 was in his memory and Now he will be, from what I understand, a competitor in Supers of the game. If I'm wrong there, I apologize, but that was my understanding of what happened. And that, that is FreeCon 3. That is all the news I have on the event. I think next I'll talk about a couple of the other championship matches that happened this week, and then I'll go into some upcoming events. So first, there were a couple of championship matches that happened this week. The first was a defense of the Deep South Tag Team Championship. The current champions, the Mott Boys, took on former LFF Tag Team Champions McPeak Inc. Brian Lee played as Snake Pit, Piglet played as Big Shot. That was the Mott Boys team. Mac McPeak played as Mac Attack, and Jeff McPeak played as the new version of Velvet Assassin in a relatively short match. Ending at Crowd Meter Zero with the winners, still champions, the Mock Boys. Congratulations to them for their victory. The other match for championship this week, the LFF Triad Championship was on the line. The champion, the Alien Invader, playing as the newest version of that competitor, took on challengers Le Penguin, playing as Salty Sailor, and Stephen Owen, playing as. Texas Juggernauts. This was a pretty good match, from what I recall. It went to meter One. The winner, still champion, Alien Invader. Alien Invader joins Candyman Dan and the Nightmare King as the only triad champions to ever have a successful defense. So we will see if the Alien Invader can separate himself in his next defense, and become the only man with two defenses of the championship. When that will happen, we don't know, date and time to be announced. Those are the championship matches that I'm aware of from this week, outside of what's going to happen on Sunday Night Fights. As I record this, it is September 18th. Sunday Night Fights is scheduled to take place later tonight. It will be on the end of this show. I will give the results. At the end of this show, because unfortunately the majority of this show is going to be recorded prior to those matches happen. Since I'm talking about Sunday Night Fights, I might as well bring this up now. One of the matches on Sunday Night Fights, the LFF Hardcore Championship is going to be defended. I was supposed to be the next challenger, but for a multitude of reasons, I have decided to not go against my lifetime ban from championships I have withdrawn from all of the championship considerations I've had. That's including the hardcore and the trios. As of right now, I feel that I deserve the ban. Maybe someday that'll change. But right now, I've decided to stop bucking the ban and just accept it. Accept that that is the wrap on me. I deserve to be banned. Just had to bring that up. Now, let's talk about upcoming events for Super Show the Game I will start with the next major event out of Louisville, Kentucky. They're going to be running a big in-store event for the locals October 1st at Miso's Games in Louisville, Kentucky. At Nerdvana in New Jersey, they're going to have a Create a card tournament October 8th 2020 vision in effect It will be bullet rounds, and then there will be a top cut with stipulations from a list that they will publish in advance. The week after that, October 15th, Marktoberfest 4 is going to be taking place. This is a create a competitor tournament. I also expect that we will see the LFF World Heavyweight Championship defended. The current LFF World Heavyweight Champion. James Booker is a local player. He's based out of Recess Games, where Marktoberfest 4 will be. I expect that belt to be on the line. ArmourCon is also that same weekend, October 14th through 16th, so we'll have that going on at the same time. Marktoberfest 4 and Armicon. I won't be at ArmourCon. I will be at Marktoberfest 4, and I will give you all the information I have. We will also have Brian Wakeford Schmidt. Who I should have mentioned this earlier, I'll mention it now. Did do a lot of streaming at FreeCon three, and that was sort of a test run for the streaming he's going to be doing at Marktoberfest four. So look for that Twitch.tv/srguniverse. Marktoberfest four will be streamed on the official Twitch page for Srg Universe. And then the final event that I have. I only found out about this event earlier this week. Hold the line of Harry himself contacted me to let me know that Atlanta will be running their first ever Create a Competitor tournament. November 5th at TFD in, I believe, Alpharetta, Georgia, they're going to be holding a Create a Competitor tournament. This shocks me for a couple of reasons. Number one, Seemingly out of nowhere, was not expecting it. Very glad to see that Atlanta continues to put itself on the map by now holding their first ever Create-A-Competitor tournament. They have that big convention, DragonCon, down there annually. They added Southern Fried Gaming Expo to their events. Now their first ever Create-A-Competitor tournament. That's the first reason. The second reason is this. As many of you may know, Hold the line, Harry, well known British player, recently became a United States citizen, recently announced his love for America. And to show you how much of a transition he has made from being pro British to being almost so American he's anti British, that he has decided to host the first ever. Atlanta create a competitor tournament on Guy Fawkes Day. Just days, days after the Queen of England passes during the year of her Platinum Jubilee. Hold the Line Harry comes out and announces that on the anniversary of a plot to blow up Parliament, they are going to have their first ever... Greater competitive tournament. Almost saying the monarchy down, parliament next. Shocking to me. Absolutely shocking. The turn of events from Hold the Lion, Harry. I cannot believe it. Is there more to this story? We'll just have to see. But right now, very interesting development coming out of Atlanta. Right now, though, all we know, November 5th, TFD. Alpharetta, Georgia, the first ever Atlanta create competitor Tournament. That is all the news I have right now for upcoming events for Super Show The Game. Let's talk about the CCC next. The 2021 create competitor competition, as our reported last week, has concluded round three. For some reason, and I do not know why, There was no announcement as to who won round three, match two. We'll have to wait until next week. Hopefully, we will not only have the results of the last match of round three, but we will know everything that is supposed to happen in round four in the semifinal round because time is ticking away. October 15th is supposed to be the deadline. That weekend, that is, is supposed to be the deadline for this contest. That does not give us a lot of time. By my reckoning, next Wednesday, when the announcement is made, there is just over three weeks from that Wednesday until the deadline, until ArmorCon, when the winner is supposed to be announced. That also does not give a lot of time, assuming the previous year's deadlines are still in effect. Meaning... Last year and the year before, so for the 2020 and the 2019 created competitor competitions, the deadline to submit your competitor was Halloween. You had to be done. You had to submit your competitor by Halloween night. If there are no more delays and the contest concludes around the most recent deadline given, that only gives people about two weeks to enter the next CCC. That's a very tight window. So I have to hope that the contest sticks to the deadlines and it will be done on time going forward. Because outside of that, it could cause real problems for the 2022 CCC if there are more delays. So I'm hoping from here on out, the contest runs smoothly, concludes by the new deadline. And there's plenty of time to get the 2022 CCC up and running. Because unlike last year where the contest started, the first week of the contest was the last week of 2021. I'm hoping this year, the 2022 CCC starts early December. That there's at least a few weeks in 2022 when the CCC runs. That is all I have for news on the CCC, the Create a Competitor Competition. Faction Wars 4. On the last episode of Talk of the Universe, they drafted the order for the teams in Faction Wars to pick their competitors for the Faction Wars draft taking place Sunday night, next Sunday night, September 25th. As such, because of the time of the draft I will probably not be able to talk about the draft on next week's episode the episode will likely be concluded and published before the draft so I will not be able to give you any information on the draft I will give you the order though of the picks from the first pick to the last pick in round 1 it's going to be a snake draft so in the first round it'll be picks 1 through 19 because there are 19 teams in this faction wars in round two the order will reverse it'll go from pick 19 to pick one round three will go from one to 19 four from 19 to one on and on there should be eight rounds because people will have to pick six singles competitors one tornado tag team competitor and one trios competitor here is the order i'm just going to give it to you from pick one to pick 19 pick one firing squad pick two the dynasty pick three steel city saints pick four impact pick five new World order pick six paradise pick seven los Indecibles pick 8, Cuddle Commandos, pick 9, The Higher Class, pick 10, Buddy Building, pick 11, DQX, pick 12, Think Tank, pick 13, Honor No Longer, pick 14, The Line, pick 15, Dangerous Wool Order, pick 16, Freak Show, pick 17, Crime Wave, pick 18, The Armada, and the last pick of round 1, Pick 19, Undisputed Underground. That is the Faction Wars draft order. Some other information, we know that like in Faction Wars 3, there will be a Phase 0. Basing this on last year, there will be a competition to determine the seed order for Phase 1. That's all I know as of right now. It's all I can give you based on last year's procedures based on what happened last year. Also, during the Faction Wars draft, it has been announced that the date and location for Grand Gathering 3 will be announced at some point during the draft and the draft is scheduled to have the pre-show start at 7:30 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv/srguniverse The actual draft will start at 8 p.m., go until all eight rounds have concluded. Sometime during that broadcast, the date and location for Grand Gathering 3 will be announced. Grand Gathering is basically a multi-day convention specifically for Super Show the game. There will be tournaments every day, all day. If it's like the first one, they'll be play late into the night. They'll have a dedicated play space at a convention hall or a hotel. I went to the first one. It was a great time. Not sure yet if I'll be able to make the third. I'm going to try. Again, we don't know where or when it's going to be. But Grand Gathering 3, look for the information about Grand Gathering 3 to come out a week from today during the draft and then I also have to talk about it the week after on the show because again I will not be able to give you any information on what happens next Sunday night because the show will already be published I have an update concerning the current underworld number 1 contender tournament I had reported in the past that the Underworld Faction Fights, as it's called, you know, has been going on. Eight representatives from eight different factions were selected to compete to be a contender for the LFF Underworld Championship. The last time we talked, I had no information outside of who the matchups were in the first round of this tournament. There have been updates, so let me give you the updates for this tournament. The opening rounds and the semifinal rounds have concluded. Let me give you the winners of the opening round, the winners of the semifinals and who is in the finals of this Underworld Contender tournament. The winners of their first round matches, all ladder matches are Matt Barone playing as Colin the Chrononaut. The GOAT Brock Smith playing as El Super Hombre, Paul Trejo playing as Terror Skull, and Split playing as Davey Richards. They all won their ladder matches in the first round. The second round, the semi final round of this tournament, Liger's Den matches. Matt Barone versus Brock Smith in the first match, Paul Trejo versus Split in the second match. The winners in this round were the GOAT Brock Smith and Paul Trejo. So, we have the GOAT Brock Smith representing Crime Wave playing as El Super Hombre versus Paul Trejo representing the line playing as Terror Skull in the finals of this tournament, which will be played under the Ring of Fire stipulation. As of right now, I do not have the results, I do not know. If the finals match happened. But the two finalists are the GOAT, Brock Smith, and Paul Trejo. Crime Wave versus the Line. The winner will face whoever the LFF Underworld Champion is at the time the match is scheduled. The LFF Underworld Champion is currently the phenomenal One, Kirk Polka. This brings us to the online tournaments from this past week the first of the online tournaments the monday night consigliere fights 10 players monday night playing in group stage to a top cut top two from each group of five advancing so four players make the top cut in the opening round of the semi-final round of the top cut all the matches are played using the Raven's Blood Cemetery stipulation. The finals match and the third-place match are both played using the dark match stipulation. The top four from the Monday Night Consigliere fights are, in fourth place, playing as Mark the Shark, the Judge, Tim Riley. In third place, playing as the Trash Man, the Italian Bombada. The finalists are the Cannoli, as copycat and bob dunn as dr jake hill with the winner the cannoli as copycat congratulations to the cannoli for winning the monday night consigliere fights this brings us to chibi's thursday night fights there are 12 players this week in chibi's thursday night fights three groups four players per group Top two from each group advanced, meaning that there are six players in the top cut. From what I understand, and I could be wrong here, that means we end up having a triad finals. It looks like the top six played off in Ring of Fire matches, and then the remaining three faced off in a triad match The top three, from what I'm seeing here, the top three were, in third place, playing as Flyboy, Bob Dunn. In second place, playing as Kenny Omega, Alec Ventresca, and the winner of Chibi's Thursday Night Fights, Chris Pate, playing as Theo, the Greek Neo. Congratulations to Chris Pate for his victory. The last online tournament from this week a pop-up tournament, a Friday play pure pop-up tournament. 8 players, two groups of 4. Top 2 from each group advance into the top cut. It does not appear there are any stipulations other than play pure. I talked about play pure earlier. The top 4 end up being your two semi-finalists, Will Priest as Captain C.J. Spara, and Cheshire, as the Greek god Papadon. In second place, the Italian Bombada, as the Italian Bombada, and the winner of the pop-up event, Hold the Line Harry, playing as himself. Congratulations to Hold the Line Harry for winning the Friday night pop-up event. That brings us to Sunday Night Fights. There were three matches on this episode of Sunday Night Fights. Two of them I was aware of. The third was a surprise. I wish they would do a little bit better job of promoting the match card for Sunday Night Fights. Because so often, you're going in blind. There have been so many occasions I tune into Sunday Night Fights. And I have no idea who's on the match card. That's enough of that though. Let's get on to the match card itself. The opening match of the night... Piglet versus Candyman. I was aware of this match. I saw that there were a couple of promos for it. Didn't know a lot about it. It was Piglet as Candyman versus Candyman as Ember Wolf. A little bit of a controversy here because from what I understand, just based on a couple things I saw in the chat on Twitch, Candyman maybe was supposed to play as Piglet. They were maybe supposed to play as each other's competitors. I don't know that. So there could have been a miscommunication. Not sure what happened. I do know that Piglet was playing Beg for Mercy, which against Ember Wolf is dead. Candy Mam has a technique skill of nine. Ember Wolf has a technique of ten. Piglet, if Candy Mam had been playing Piglet, Piglet, I believe is Power 10, Grapple 9. So, Beg for Mercy would have been live against Piglet. I'm not sure how much this ended up mattering, because the story of this match was pretty much Candyman winning the majority of the turn rolls. She gets the first finish. Piglet is unable to stop it. He does, however, kick out. Goes to Crowdmeter 1 at Crowdmeter 1. She hits another finish, he can't stop it, and he can't kick out. The winner of the opening match of Sunday Night Fights is Candyman. Congratulations to her. The next match on the card is the one I was unaware of. I actually talked about it a little bit earlier, though. This was the finals of the Underworld Faction Fights Contender Tournament. I'd mentioned earlier that Paul Trejo, as Terror Skull, was going to take on Brock Smith as El Superombre, in a Ring of Fire match, the winner would become a future contender for the Underworld Championship. This was actually a pretty good match, pretty back-and-forth match. Brock Smith playing as El Superombre, the El Superombre gimmick that forces the opponent to bury when El Superombre hits a card with Super in the name, kind of worked against Brock Smith. Brock Smith, as the match went on, Became dangerously close to losing via the special finish. With the special finish in a ring of fire match, I believe it is when you end your turn with no cards in your deck, you lose the match via special finish. Brock Smith was in danger of that, but at crowd meter two, he's able to hit the finish. I believe he rolls a ten. Paul Trejo unable to kick out, so Brock Smith wins the Underworld Faction Fights Tournament. He will be a future contender for the LFF Underworld Championship. And that brings us to our main event, the LFF Hardcore Championship. The champion, Time Bomb Tim, playing as Wrench Monkey, the challenger. Stepping in this week, the director of operations, David Marisak, playing as the man from IT in a steel chain match. This ended up being a pretty lopsided match. Time Bomb Tim very early in the match. Gets out, I believe it's a clutch onto the opponent. So every time he rolls his submission, it's an 11. And that gives him a lot of success very early. And he's able to use the successful rolls as well as his gimmick to get his sharpshooter in play. Rolls a 10. With the combination of the sharpshooter and set up the steel chain, and the director of operations is unable to kick out. Time Bomb Tim successfully defends the LFF Hardcore Championship the first time for him. Congratulations to him for winning that match. I believe the next contender for the LFF Hardcore Championship is Michael Kerr. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I believe he's the next contender. When that match will happen, we'll just have to wait and see. There will not be an episode of Sunday Night Fights next week because the LFF Faction Wars 4 draft is happening that night on the Twitch page. As far as future online events go for Super Show the Game, there's currently nothing listed on supershowthegame.com, but I would not be surprised if there's a Monday night event a Thursday night event, and I expect there to be Dojo on Tuesday night. So if you're interested in playing online, keep a lookout for events to get posted on Supershowthegame.com. With that being said, I would like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.